the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, followed closely by your friendly neighborhood radio talk show host, a.k.a. me. Um, I'm with the Residency Party Patriots, as well as the Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans, and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free, and prosperous, or as the FBI calls us, domestic extremists. I'm very pleased to have back to the show this week, Katie Grimes. She's an investigative reporter. She's the editor of CaliforniaGlobe.com, which is one of the, probably the premier source of California political news and other matter and other related, other related news. Um, let's just jump into this. You know, Mark Twain told us that, uh, when the legislature is in session, that no man's life Liberty or property are safe. And, uh, in California, I think that now includes your parental rights and your children's private parts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They've, they've spent this last session completely invading parental rights. Um, and as you say, you know, our, our children's, uh, security, safety, health, privacy, you name it. Uh, the most radical teachers, teachers union members, Crazy counselors. I mean, I, I can't, the, the list is long of people who are going after our kids and it's terrifying that it's happening right under parents' noses in our public schools. Oh, it is. And, uh, it's also, also happening outside of the schools, uh, in the, in the doctor's office, in the yes. culture, everywhere. Um, you know, the, um, who is it? Some MSNBC reporter is, is we have to get past the notion that children belong to their parents or yeah. Terry McCoff, you know, parents shouldn't be deciding what should be taught in the schools. Um, it's usually childless people that pursue these policies also. Uh, in California, we've got Senator Scott Weiner in San Francisco who puts forth a lot of these really, really just kind of abominable bills. It, it's hard to sit through legislative hearings and hear them talk about how, uh, you know, adult males should be able to have sex with young boys as long as there was only a 10 year age difference. Um, you know, he, he pushed that bill. It passed and Governor Newsom signed it. And that's the kind of stuff we're dealing with in this state. Yes. Uh, the, the slippery slope is steep and, and slippery. So, you know, we, you know, we, we just want to be able to have our, you know, relations with who we want to. Yeah. We just yeah. want to get married. And, you know, if you had said, if you had said at that point, you know, they're going to be trying to, um, confuse, uh, children so they can chemically and surgically castrate, mutilate and sterilize them. You got, nah, you're, you're just some tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorist. That'll never happen. Yeah, exactly. And take it a step further. And then if you, the parent, try to prevent this from happening, somehow they'll be calling Child Protective Services on you because you no longer have the rights because your 12-year-old now gets to make these decisions in California. Yes, and, and I think you're leading into the, the probably the worst, most evil bill that they have yet come up with, AB665. Yeah. Yes. And uh under that bill... 12 and older can consent to mental health treatment without parental knowledge or consent, which is bad enough. You got some unknown person with access to your children's mind and emotions, but the bill expressly allows the 12 and older to consent to residential care treatment. Right. Very, yeah, you did your homework. That's, that's exactly what that bill is about. And it was hard, as I said, to sit through legislative hearings and hear adults talking about this as though it's a good idea. That um, 12 year olds who, you know, sometimes can't even get their socks to match or decide, you know, if we let them pick out the food that they'd be eating every day, it'd be gummy bears for breakfast, licorice for lunch and chocolate for dinner. 
So these are the same kids that somehow have now the uh, adult quality authority to know when it's time to go seek mental health counseling. It, this is just stunning that this has happened in this state of 40 million people. I mean, we are in for a royal disaster with these kids. Oh, yeah. And I think most parents are unaware of it is that they, they, they can send they can send their child to school in the morning. And if the purple-haired communist guidance counselor with body piercings convinces your 12-year-old, you know, your parents really don't understand that you're really a boy trapped in a girl's body. They don't really love you, do you? Wouldn't you be much happier with children like yourself? And guess what? There's no bedtime. You can eat whatever you want to. You can watch whatever you want to. Wouldn't you like that? Yeah, exactly. You can stay out all night. You can, you know... Again, this is stunning. I mean, we've seen so many studies that show that, you know, the the immature person's frontal lobe isn't even fully developed until they're in their early 20s. But again, our legislature and our governor, who is ex- probably the most radical governor the state has ever had, uh, signed this bill and says it's just it's fine. It, this is this is a fine thing for the schools to be able to take over your kids. Absolutely. And then I think. The kids will figure out to leverage their parents. Well, I'm going to the, I'm going to the, I can go to a residential care facility if you don't agree to X, Y, Z. Yeah, exactly. At the first fight they have with the parents, exactly. They get to walk out and say, I know my rights. Mm hmm. You know, I was, I was, uh, I was just, uh, I was on the radio yesterday with, uh, with, with Jennifer Horn and she was saying, yeah, I had a great relationship with my parents, but then, you know, there, there were times when I was, I was boiling mad at them. Yes. As a child. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you think about your growing up, if you had a normal childhood or a fairly normal childhood even, yeah, there were certainly moments where you just hated your parents because, by golly, they made you eat broccoli and do your homework before bed. I mean, just such abuse. Um, the other thing I think about, too, Greg, is I'm one of those girls who was a tomboy until I was about 12, and I got in fights, and I, you know, climbed trees, and I was just kind of a monster for a while. Today, I would have been in unbelievable danger with these teachers who would go, oh, there's no such thing as a tomboy. We re- we know what you really want to be. Yep. And uh, you get you, you get the kid in, into that, a, a, a child that cannot get a tattoo. Yeah, exactly. Or go to a, a tanning bed. Right. But, oh, you, you, want, you, want, you want to cut off your breasts and your private parts? Sure. Yeah. Oh, because you like wearing a baseball hat. I guess that means you want to be a boy. Yes. Uh, it's evil. And uh, if we have a little time, you, you, there was a, you put, you, the Globe published a real interesting article about uh, unity in the garden of good and good and evil. Yeah. And there's 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 a, there's a, there's, a, there's a more sinister force behind this agenda, not just uh, leftists or Marxists behind it. Hopefully, we have a little chance to get to that. What else? I mean, there's some we could spend hours talking about bad bills, but what else stands out in your mind is the really bad stuff from this last session. Oh, my gosh. We're still digging through it. Believe me. Um, One of the bills that I wrote about this week just kind of boggles my mind. It's the bill that would require venture capitalists to prove to the Civil Rights Commission in the state of California the diversity of their clients with whom they are investing in. And we've already gone round and round this uh, legal issue. Frankly, it's unconstitutional with uh, the state trying to require so many women on on, you know, publicly held boards mm-hmm. um, and or minorities on so many boards. It was ruled completely unconstitutional. Um, but here we go again. And I, I think, you know, this is just one more of those those bills that rather than even fight it legally, you're probably just going to see venture capitalists leave the state or just not invest in anything in our state. Well, they'll use front people. And that yeah. is, you, you, <laughs> yeah. find, you find a nominal minor. Oh, yeah, this is his company, but he doesn't, he doesn't own, doesn't do anything, doesn't make the decisions. Um, and, and it's like for venture capital, it's like the, um, I forget the, the, the bill, but basically it was to force banks to make home loans to people who are not financially qualified to pay the loans back. What could exactly. possibly go wrong with that? Right. And behind this bill is supposed feminism. And, and their argument was, well, venture capitalists in California just are not 
you know, funding enough women owned companies. And, you know, I read that in the bill and went, well, then more women need to come up with better ideas. You know, come on. Venture capitalists are pure, purely economic. If it looks like it's a good idea and it's going to be profitable, then they're interested in it. And that's all they're interested in. Mm-hmm. There was that bank in Silicon, in Silicon Valley that failed and, and yeah. they were all, they were, they were focused on all this kind of diversity stuff and not taking care of, uh, of the actual banking business and they went, and they went belly up. Oh yeah, they sure did. Uh, and took a lot of California's, uh, you know, lefty feel good clients with them. But fortunately, the, the, the Fed stepped in to protect all of those, uh, feel good California lefties and bail, and bailed them all out, notwithstanding any limits on the, uh, FDIC insurance. Yeah, exactly. Just what? different rules for California. Yeah. Another one that stands out in my mind is, is he, he signed AB 274, which uh, prohibits suspensions for willful defiance. So basically, you know, F you teacher, and there's nothing, that t- there's nothing they can do about it. Exactly. I mean, we've seen this going on for a very long time in the state of California. Um, it's actually what this is doing is undermining the entire rule of law in the state. Um, th- this particular bill goes all the way back to 2014 when Jerry Brown signed the original um, and this supposed, you know, willful defiance instead. Let's just call it poor behavior. These are monster kids that are out of control. And back in the day, we used to have continuation high schools where the worst of the worst would get sent and dealt with properly. There were rules. There was discipline uh, if they were disruptive enough in a classroom. And now um, uh, you get to do this and the teacher cannot suspend you or send you to the principal for the suspension. Uh, and, and this is just one more of those, as I said, kind of nibbling around the edges of um, the, the rule of law in, in California. You're teaching these kids that anything goes, that their behavior is going to be just fine because nobody can do anything about it. It's frankly why we have all these smash and grab crimes, why we have all these young people so violent even on college campuses. They they think they're, the rules don't apply to them. Right. And yes, you need you may need to suspend suspend or even expel students, but if yeah. you start earlier and and from the get-go and there are consequences to misbehavior. And their expectations for your behavior. It's not anything that goes. And they, you learn that. And hopefully that would be complemented by what's going on at home. Which yeah. Unfortunately, exactly. may, may not, may not be the case. And what Basically, you get is, yeah. Is it doesn't help the kids they say they want to help. No. Oh, no. It, it, it unfortunately hurts the kids. Uh, you know, the, the inner city kids, the minority children who don't have a father in the home. I mean, they're, it's not the perfect scenario, but a lot of kids who came from broken homes knew that they, you know, there were good positive male role models in public schools. There was discipline. There were boundaries. They were taught how to live within the rules of society, even. That's all out the window now. Anything goes. Yep. And, uh, I, it's not, it hasn't been signed or vetoed yet, but there is a, a, a totally different subject, SB4 and, and 423, which would basically take away uh, city council authority to prevent high-density, high-rise, low-income apartments in your city. And you know, the defenders of our democracy want to take away the ability of the people to control the, their cities through their elected city councils. Yeah, I know. This, this, this has been going on for a while also in the state of California. Um, really ramped up when Governor Newsom was inaugurated. I think the first thing he did as the new governor of California was go after the city of Huntington Beach, claiming that they did not have enough of their, uh, low income housing rule, you know, their met, that they hadn't built enough. And yet there were 51 other cities in the state of California that also fell into that category, according to what, you know, the governor was defining as you don't have enough. Uh, but he deliberately went after the city of Huntington Beach. We know why mm-hmm. it is uh, still Republican there. And it was it was kind of a show of force. Like, if I can do this to them, I can do it to you if you all don't just fall in behind me. Yep. Um, government by intimidation. Uh, Let's take a pause here and hear from our sponsor, Ed Hoffman of United American Mortgage, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event right here on AM590 The Answer. Mortgage rates are up, but credit card rates are way higher. 
and credit card balances have hit an all-time high as inflation puts the squeeze on everyone's budget, not to mention how auto loan rates and payments have gone through the roof. Let me point out, it doesn't matter how low your existing mortgage interest rate is if you can't make the payments on everything else. Are you wondering what to do? Do you need some financial strategy? Want to talk to someone who thinks like you? Call me at 855-640-2020. We'll discuss a strategy that works for you today and also considers what happens when the interest rates drop as we move into the inevitable recession. To have that discussion, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, Redlands Tea Party Patriots and the Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups. Very pleased this week to have on the show Katie Grimes, an investigative reporter and the editor or founder or president of CaliforniaGlobe.com, which is, in my judgment, the uh, best single source for California news uh, that's out there. <clears throat> We're talking about some of the bad bills, and we could do that um, today, tomorrow, and the next day. Yes. Well, we don't, but, but um, I, I have a day job, and, and, and so does Katie. <laughs> you just, uh, I, I think you went to the California Republican Party convention that was uh, the last weekend in September. Is there any prospect that, there, that the California Republican Party is going to do any different, going to make any progress, you know, or conversely, is there a point where California voters, at least enough of them, Usually statewide, it's about 60% Democrat, 40% Republican. That can vary a little bit, a few points. That 11% of that 20% is going to say, we've had enough. You ask the uh, the right question, Greg. Boy, I don't know. And I've never been that good of a political party prognosticator. Um, I tend to sit back and observe and... Unfortunately, my observations are not real strong right now about the California Republican Party, how it's been run. Um, I, I don't see anything changing in the near future, if that's of any help. Uh, uh, again, we have to be we have to be truthful. And yeah. uh, as with as with as with an alcoholic, the first step is, you know, you have to admit your situation before yeah. you can do anything about it. And. Yeah. I've had Del Beccaro on, on, on the show and his view of it is what you need to do when you're the minority party, you need to find a few issues where you're the majority uh-huh. and push those and keep pushing them and pushing them and attract people. So people say, well, well, you know, I'm normally a Democrat, but I like what the, the Republicans are standing for. For examples, there's a, uh, was it Jonathan Zacherson? Let me find the polling data, which. Oh, yeah. Uh, here we go. So he has some initiatives that I think they're not out yet for signature. It's probably too late for 2024 ballot. But yeah, 68% of voters want schools to notify parents of kids wanting to socially transition for their gender at school, including 65% of Democrats. 64%, right. you know, is if you're a boy, you play on the boys team. If you're a girl, you play on the girls team. 64% and 48%, according 48% of Democrats and 75% say no drugs or surgery for gender confused children, including Correct. 67%. Yeah. Exactly. Of Democrats. Exactly. It, it is pretty straightforward. I'd like to know who the other ones are who don't agree with that. Um, you know, anybody who has a family member who's recently had a baby, I want you to know the doctor still says it's a boy. It's a girl when the baby is born. So, you know, why don't we start from that place and and move ahead? Yeah, Nodel Bacaro's right about that. You do need to stay focused on the issues, I think, that apply to everybody. Unfortunately, so much of what's happening in our state doesn't rule out, you know, I mean, these awful bills that are getting passed in our state, I don't know why Democrats are so supportive of them because they will be as, as victimized by them as Republicans will uh, or Green Party members or independents. So, I mean, some of this stuff is just flat out stupid. It is. It's stupid and, and it's evil. But I think yeah. that in large measure, the people that run the Democrat Party, the people that fund the Democrat Party 
are able to insulate themselves from the effects of the bills and policies they push? Somewhat. Uh, certainly not economically, though. Not long term. I mean, their property values go up, go down. They pay high taxes or lower taxes. Um, their kids still go to the same crappy schools, although we do see a lot of them send their kids to private school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they'll, they'll experience the same food shortages, water shortages, uh, high energy costs. I mean, you name it. They drive on the same crappy roads. So, I don't know how much insulation they really do enjoy other than maybe living in a gated community somewhere. Uh, for, for a lot of these people, if, if gas is six, seven, eight, nine, ten dollars a gallon, uh-huh. it's not going to affect their driving. And in fact, it may take some of the plebes off the road and reduce traffic congestion for them. Sure. Yeah, I get that part. Yeah. While well, trying to push everybody else onto uh, horrible, you know, trains and, and public transit, which is, you know, filled with urine and druggies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, of course. They do see themselves certainly as the elite class, uh, separate from all of that. Um, but it really, it really isn't that way unless they're in a much higher economic class. Um, if, if the, if some of these people are, are state employees or, you know, work in an office somewhere, they're not living the way the leaders are who are making these decisions, kind of labor union like. No, um, although the the government employees, which make up the bulk of l- labor unions now, um, maybe may are probably doing pretty well. I'm just going to shift this. I'm going to shift the subject here. And I, I, I ran across a meme and I looked at the figures and I think the figures are right. And the Golden Gate Bridge was built in four years, completed in 1937 at uh, to, uh, adjusted for inflation today at a cost of seven hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. They just finished. After after six years and four hundred million dollars, some suicide nets on the Golden Gate Bridge. And I'm looking at a picture of them, and it's like some metal rods stick out from the bridge, and there's netting strung between them. That how does that cost that much money? But okay. But if someone wanted to jump, they would could jump off the bridge, land on the net, and then jump off or roll off the net into the in and fall into the water and kill themselves anyways. So $400 million in six years to put nets on the bridge versus $700 million in four years to build the bridge. And I think that's emblematic of what's happened to the country and to government is you, you, you can't do these things. You could never build the Golden Gate Bridge today. You're right. Uh, you're absolutely right. And that, you know, I mean, you just look at, this, the stupid netting project. Um, I think about project labor agreements, which, in, you know, increased the cost. It was all labor unions. Um, not to mention it was probably somebody's cousin, you know, or uncle Eddie who, who landed the contract from either Caltrans or, you know, whoever was in charge of this one. Um, yeah, we're that corrupt is the bottom line. We are that corrupt now. It is. And not only corrupt, incompetent. And yes. you just look at the high-speed rail train uh, that was that was supposed to be operational from San Francisco to Los Angeles by 2020, and they don't even, they have they don't even they don't have a track laid. They're they're nope. just still they they have nothing operational. And it's now ballooned in cost, and it, it's just it's just incompetence, and that's unfortunate because at some point maybe we actually do want to build stuff. Like maybe we want to build some new water infrastructure. Right. But I think the system is become incapable of doing it. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Some, some nuclear power plants would be very nice too. Um, but yeah, no, this, this state has, you know, it's been taken over by the left. Um, and you're right. Probably the, the worst combination imaginable is incompetence and corruption. We're, we're sinking into third world status. Yes. And there are some third world countries that object to that comparison. I know. Sorry. Okay. I got about, got about a minute and 20 here. And I'm going to swing back because I talked to Rebecca Friedrichs last week about this, your article, Unity in the Garden of Good and Evil. And the gist of it is, and a little bit of a departure from California Globe, the gist of it is that the elites, people that control most of the wealth and power in the world, believe in Satan. Whether you believe in Satan or not, whether Satan exists or not, they do. And you look at the agenda, for example, chemically and surgically castrating, mutilating, and sterilizing children. And there is a much larger evil force at work. This is not just politics. This is not just even communism. 
Yeah, no, no, actually, I do agree. It has to be pushed by evil, absolutely. Um, we know there's certainly an economic factor in, you know, the hospitals making bank on all these surgeries. But, yeah, I, I totally agree with, with Rebecca on that. It couldn't be coming from anywhere else. I don't think that, uh, you know, the pure come up with sick ideas like this of, of using and abusing children and girls and little boys. And where are the Christians? Where where are the silent. Christian pastors? Many of them um, are silent. As yeah. I, as I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of her anymore, but Ann Coulter said that uh, for Christians, the big thing is taken care of. Show a little courage to protect the country. Yes, absolutely. But they're not. Um, her lips to God's ears. <laughs> if, if pastors were doing their job, we wouldn't have AB665. I agree with you, Greg, 100%. I know you got to go and you have a busy day and you're running the California Globe and everything else that you're doing. Thanks so much for being on the show and your great work at thecaliforniaglobe.com. And stay tuned for the exciting second half of Unite IE Radio. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Unite American Mortgage and host of the main event right here on AM590 The Answer. Mortgage rates are up, but credit card rates are way higher. And credit card balances have hit an all-time high as inflation puts the squeeze on everyone's budget. Not to mention how auto loan rates and payments have gone through the roof. Let me point out, it doesn't matter how low your existing mortgage interest rate is if you can't make the payments on everything else. Are you wondering what to do? Do you need some financial strategy? Want to talk to someone who thinks like you? Call me at 855-640-2020. We'll discuss a strategy that works for you today and also considers what happens when the interest rates drop as we move into the inevitable recession. To have that discussion, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net. And click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, as well as the Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free, and prosperous. I had a great discussion with uh, Katie Grimes in the first half. You can pick it up on the podcast if you missed it. Uh, I was an investigative reporter and the founder and editor of CaliforniaGlobe.com, probably the, the best uh, source of California news. This half, uh, we're welcoming back uh, Kenny White, a.k.a. the South Side Unicorn. He picked up that uh, nickname because growing up, he was uh, virtually the only Republican on the South Side of Chicago. And somehow in that uh, Democrat ocean, he had the discernment to see that uh, the Democrat Party was not serving the interests of the people that live there. And they were, that was a majority black area as Kenny, as, as Kenny is black as well. Um, but his level of discernment is unfortunately all too rare. So welcome to the show, Kenny. Hey, Greg, thank you for having me on. You know, it's really one of those times, you know, when you tell somebody something and then it turns around and it happens, they call that the, I told you so moment, right? I call it luck. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I, I've been waiting almost 45 years in the hopes that black Americans who live in the south side of Chicago would understand who the Democrats really are. I hope we're getting close to an I told you so moment. Well, I, I was going to talk about it, but let's, let's, we're going to bump this up on our agenda for this half of the show. And, um, just an article on Thursday here from Gateway Pundit. The Rasmussen poll shows that 30% of Democrats are at least somewhat likely to vote for President Trump. And 50% of Democrats are at least somewhat likely to vote for, to vote for President Trump. Now that may not translate into Democrats Republicans more widely, because Donald Trump is a unique character, but at least 50%, according to this poll, are somewhat likely to vote for Donald Trump. And if, if, you, if he got half of that, 
that's probably that's probably a victory, and the even their vote fraud may not be enough to overcome it. Yeah, that 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 becomes a cheap proof. I mean, we used to say that if he could only get three to eight percent, it would be a guaranteed win. Well, and I'm sure you would agree with me. Uh, some people they don't vote for a politician. Sometimes they vote against something. Can you believe that? Joe Biden has done so poorly that it's not so much that blacks will be voting for President Trump than they're actually voting against the Democrat Party. Well, that's that's, that's often true. As long as I've had any political memory, people are often voting negative. They're voting against the uh, the worser, the worst choice presented, and rather than a genuine, we like this guy. Now, exceptions. I think Donald Trump has, picks up a lot of. People who genuinely support him, uh, Barack Obama did, at least especially his, his first election as president, picked up a lot of people. It, it just felt it felt good to vote for someone with black skin for president. <laughs> now, never mind his policies, never mind his shadowy background, never mind that he's pr- probably a communist in all but name. But you know, Greg, it felt, it felt good, and you know, hope and change, hope and change. Yeah. Well, they got it. I mean, you know what? They hoped for some change, and look at what we're dealing with now. But let me say this: I am very happy, and I'm very proud to say that I never voted for Obama, not even one time. I knew exactly who he was because his skin color didn't handicap me. I truly looked at the character of the man, and because of that. There's no way in the world I would have ever voted for Barack Obama. No. And uh, to his to his shame, I think the 2008 election was winnable by the Republicans, but because they were inept, cowardly and weak and it didn't take it to them. They, they had to make, they had to make two different arguments. One is thanks to Ronald Reagan's and Republican policies, we've had roughly 30 years here of prosperity and growth. Yes, now we have a recession. That happens. But you know, look at the overall record of that. Two, the recession is because of Democrat policies of forcing banks to give home loans to people who can't afford to pay them back. And three, oh, man, was, I and, remember and, and that. Three, and then we finish the acknowledge again. Three mm-hmm. is that you had to make Barack Obama the issue. That you look at his radical past, you look at who he's associated with, the communists, with Reverend, what's his name? Uh, right. There's, there's blatantly racist against, against white people. Mm-hmm. They, you know, where did, where, how, how did a man who never lived in Connecticut get a Connecticut social security number? Huh? Who is that? Yeah, he did. Barack Obama's social security number, which was inadvertently leaked, shows that it was issued to a resident of Connecticut, and he never, and he never, and he never resided in Connecticut. So you know what? Without going too deep into the weeds, it looks like Sheriff Joe Arpaio and his crack team of investigators were on to something, and that's why Obama all but laid him to waste. There's something going on here. This man's whole background sounds manufactured. Yeah. So I, I believe the 2008 election was a winnable election by a. If we had had, a, if we had nominated a warrior, someone who would, would would take the would take the make the necessary arguments and fight for the policies and make Barack Hussein Obama the issue, but unfortunately we had John McCain. So now we have uh, yeah two turns of Obama, and really this Brandon is really Obama's third term. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a basketball team passing the ball down the court. This was nothing but an alley oop. When you have Obama twice, and then he passes the ball to Biden, and there's these visitations from different people that they both orbit. Now Obama's still playing this game, and and, and what's left of uh, Joe Biden is his mouthpiece. Yeah. Now, there was always a question in my mind, which we can't answer, is. To what extent was Obama in charge, or was was he the front man who was good making speeches with a teleprompter? And I'm not I'm I'm agnostic on on that question to how much Obama was really in charge. So let me ask you this: Is um, are they going to replace Brandon 
the Democrats in 2024? And if so, with whom? Well, they've already greased the skids for that one, Greg. Thanks for asking that question because that's, that's the real ticket right there. They've already greased the skids to go ahead and uh, have this guy that we have for governor, Gavin Newsom, be their boy because what they didn't want to do is upset the black folk because it's a real big issue. You got uh, Vice President Kamala Harris standing right there going, uh, excuse me, what am I, chopped liver? Well, when... Gavin Newsom turns around and he gives the senator seat of the former senator that just passed away, Barbara Box, if I'm not mistaken, and, and God rest her soul. Diana but he Feinstein. gave that seat. Okay, please forgive me. Feinstein. Uh, he gave that seat to the most radical, check the box, human being he could give it to. She's black. She's radical. She's lesbian. Now, show and- you how. And she supports the unrestricted killing of unborn children. The holiest, sacrament, the holiest sacrament of the Democrat Party. Exactly. So she, I mean, she's checking all the boxes for them, but she checks an invisible box. Box number five. Box number five is they don't care about the nuclear black family. They don't care about the black man. They put a black lesbian in charge again. To dissolve the black family. So he, okay, here's the, here's what I'm trying to say. He gets two for the price of one. He gives the illusion of helping black folks, but he put a type of black person in that does not help the black family in any kind of way. That's my personal opinion. Well, see, the, the problem with Newsom, and there's, there's problems with Newsom substantively. The problem for the Democrats in trying to make him the presidential candidate is that Harris is still there. And in that party that is so fixated on identity politics that you could replace a, that you could put a white man ahead of a black woman, I don't think that works in that party. Well, the petard is waiting on them. They just got to hoist themselves up on it. But that's what, <laughs> that's what they're getting ready to do. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Uh, they're going to try to uh, make Gavin Newsom the man. And to all those listening today, I urge you, I've already done the hashtags. We must tell America the truth about who Gavin Newsom is. They're about to put the little uh, Vaseline on the uh, lenses to make him look good. They're going to play the soft Disneyland uh, sponsored music. They're going to really pump this guy up. He'll look somewhat delicious to the rest of America as opposed to Trump. We have to tell the truth about who Gavin Newsom really is. Only we can. We're Californians. We've lived with this man and his French laundry. You know debacles. Okay, um, I'm I'm skeptical. I, I I'm, I'm skeptical that they can put white male ahead of black female unless they can somehow either get rid of Kamala Harris or give her a job that she's satisfied with in, instead of moving up to to run to run for president. And also, I'm skeptical that Gavin Newsom has the appeal. That I think he has a lot of baggage. He uh, he motivates the opposition. He's this arrogant, slick California politician that I'm not sure that resonates all that well with a lot of traditional Democrat constituents. So uh, your, your, your former ho- quote unquote homies in the South side of Chicago, how well is Gavin, Gavin Newsom going to play there? Well, sadly, and, and, and man, I hate, I hate to knock on people because negatives don't really help very much, but Here's the reality. I grew up on the south side of Chicago watching black people vote for the Democrats every single time, and they got nothing for it. Now I'm watching the news, and you have black Americans going to gyms and, and, and basically whining, saying, why are these illegals getting all this stuff? Why are we being displaced from our homes? Come on, Democrats, we voted for you. You don't hear them saying, damn you, Democrats, I'm going Republican. They're saying, hey, we voted for you. We're we're supporting you. Why aren't you helping us? And I'm saying all of that, Greg, to say this. I have a sinking feeling in my stomach. The conditioning is just too powerful. And it doesn't matter, you know, that Gavin Newsom wants to grab your guns and all this stuff. He's a Democrat. He has the D, which means he'll probably get a largest of the black vote.
Well, you, know, you also have the, the uh, vote fraud and the rigged system, and how much how much that can carry him. I don't know, but I'm I'm skeptical. Uh, we need to have a break here. But the other the other name that's talked about is Michelle Obama, and I'm a little skeptical of that as well. But we just, let's have a break here and hear from Ed Hoffman of United American Mortgage, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, as well as we have a new sponsor, Attorney Gregory W. Britton. Does business in real property law, transactions and litigation, and uh, you know, I hear he's pretty good, actually. Um, <laughs> Buddies, he's pretty good. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event right here on AM590, The Answer. Mortgage rates are up, but credit card rates are way higher, and credit card balances have hit an all-time high as inflation puts the squeeze on everyone's budget, not to mention how auto loan rates and payments have gone through the roof. Let me point out, it doesn't matter how low your existing mortgage interest rate is if you can't make the payments on everything else. Are you wondering what to do? Do you need some financial strategy? Want to talk to someone who thinks like you? Call me at 855-640-2020. We'll discuss a strategy that works for you today and also considers what happens when the interest rates drop as we move into the inevitable recession. To have that discussion, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, Redlands Tea Party Patriots and Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups. Pleased to be visiting this half hour with uh, Kenny White, a.k.a. the South Side Unicorn, a nickname he picked up because as a young man growing up on the South Side of Chicago, he was practically the only Republican there, as uh, they said, as rare as a unicorn. We're talking about the uh, presidential race, and uh, they, uh, we had, there's a poll that sh- uh, by Rasmussen that says 50% of black Americans are at least somewhat likely to vote for Donald Trump, which would just be huge in huge in Donald Trump's words. Uh, you, you, you follow this culture, you follow politics. So I'm going to start off here and there's so many things we could talk about. What are the thing? what are the things that you would most like to bring to everyone's attention that they, that are not on the front burner of the news? Well, here it is. I, you know, I'm not going to break Rush Limbaugh's rule of it's not time to panic. God rest his soul. He always told us he would let us know when it was time to panic. And I don't believe that would be productive for us. However, having seen what we've seen go down around the world, it's time to stop playing around. I mean, when you look at what happened to Israel from Hamas, That is a scene straight out of Red Dawn. I always ask people on my show, the Southside Unicorn Show, I always ask people, does life imitate imitate art or does art imitate life? When you see guys parachuting out of the sky while young Israelis are enjoying a rave similar to the ones we have in the city of uh, Indio, right? You're going, wow, don't you see those parachutes coming down? Those young people were oblivious that minutes later, Many of them would be dead. Now, that happened in Israel, one of the most secure, safest places with an intelligence mechanism that's, that has me baffled right now how it happened. But I, I said that to say this. We have at least, and correct me if the number's wrong, Greg, we have at least 100,000 human beings crossing our border every month. Those are the ones that we kind of see. Mm-hmm. What about the ones we do not see? Yeah, they, they don't need, yeah, the, the Hamas and Hezbollah and other terrorist groups, they don't, they don't have to get hang gliders and, uh, cross the border. They just walk across and they're then greeted by border patrol and they are then transported at American taxpayer expense to cities around the country and they are given a $2,200 per month, a debit card. What? Yes. $2,200 a month. 
$2,200 a month for all these, everyone, all these people that are applying, they, they say, they, they say the magic words, I'm applying for asylum. And then the Brendan administration transports them at taxpayer expense around the country and they all get a $20, $2,200 per month rechargeable debit card. Now, see, that I did not know, but I hope the people listening to the show are paying attention. Now, you know, to go on with that, and, and it's to me, as a black human being from the south side of Chicago, I find that offensive when I know that the majority of homeless people are veterans and people of color. Can't find no money for them. Can't find no place for them. You'll get a billion dollars worth of donations for homelessness, but it doesn't translate into homes for the 60 to 70 percent of blacks who are out there on the streets. So having said that, I want to say this to the public that's listening to the show. Sometimes God will give you something just so that you know what you don't want. Okay, fine. Joe Biden, uh, Brandon, a.k.a. Joe Burden, right? Hashtag Joe Burden. He was elected president. Or should no. I say he sat in the seat? He sat in the seat of president. He, That's he, what I'll say. He, he was inaugurated as president. He was not elected as president. Right. Put some air quotes up there. Air quotes. But what I'm saying is that was done so that we could see what we don't want. I mean, $6.35 for the gas. Rent is so high, it's, it's it's making the homeless. But here comes the prophetic part of the man I believe is an anointed man. He asked the black community back in 2016, he said, what do you have to lose? The Democrats have dogged you out. You don't get nothing from them. They're wearing you down and they're going to replace you with an illegal body of people who have no right to the same benefits that this country affords you as African-American citizens. Or should I say black citizens? I don't do that African-American too tough. But here comes what I want to say to everybody within the sound of my voice on this show. President Trump asked, what do you have to lose? Well, I guess we found out now, didn't we? You see what you have to lose. You can lose your home. You can lose your job. You can lose your life under Democrat administrations. Do you get it now? Did you mess around long enough and have you found out? If you don't do it again in your life, you must vote Republican this time. We must send a clear message to those who would support Hamas from the United States government, who has had a, a, a spiritual relationship with Israel. We now have members of our Congress who support the people who murdered babies and kidnapped young ladies. Come on now. So thank you, Greg, for having me on the show. I'm not an alarmist. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not any of those guys, but I am the man on the Southside Unicorn Show who will discuss those things that some people don't want to discuss, but my brother Greg is brave enough and patriot enough that he'll allow my voice to be heard on his show. And I thank you for that, Greg. Well, courage is relative. Uh, having, having a radio show and letting you on the radio show is not courage. I mean, that's so many times. It's like the actress who stands up in front of a room full of liberal Hollywood celebrities and says nasty things about Donald Trump. Oh, and they'll say, oh, she's so brave. No, <laughs> no, no, you're not. So there are brave people and courage is important, but having a radio, being here on the radio is not, is not courage. And I have no illusion that it is. Um, I'm in a position where when I say it'd be very hard to economically cancel me with because I have an independent law practice. My clients are small businesses, not public, not they're not publicly traded companies. So it'd be really hard to it'd be really hard to economically cancel me. There's others who you they speak out, and I know there are patriots that have they've lost their jobs. They swarm, they they go to their employer and say, "Yo, look, look at this this person's a racist, bigot, homophobe, blah blah blah." And the employer goes, even if they don't necessarily agree with that, or even not necessarily liberal or leftist, is I know we just, we just don't want to hassle. We don't want any problems here. Uh, so easy thing to do is just fire the patriot employee. So courage is important, but I have no illusions that what I'm doing here is uh, is courageous. Okay, I hear you. But you know, we we have to have you know mediums like yours so that the, the truth gets out. 
You know, the, the topics that you have, the people that you bring on your show, I hope the people are paying attention. I'm not saying that it's time for urgency and alarm, but that's why you don't see me doing all this flowery, fun stuff. Hey, we can dance and have parties in two years. We can do that next year. Right now, it's time to start getting ourselves together to go to these polls and say, hey, let's go in groups of five. We'll work together. We'll have our own people that promise to be in the area in case something goes wrong. We'll be there for you to get you out of there. But we need people to work these polls. We need people to be connected to the people who work the polls so they feel safe going and doing their job. I think where I would differ is maybe not panic, but there is definite need for urgency that uh, if the Democrats win the national election and control the Congress and the presidency, uh, I don't think I don't think we continue as a free country, and I think this is an issue that hasn't been pushed a lot. But I think it really is, uh, I think it's a very important issue, and it's and it's a sellable issue. Only a few seconds here, but there was a Rasmussen poll, we talk, another poll. Quote, a police state is a tyrannical government that engages in mass surveillance, censorship, ideological indoctrination, and targeting of political opponents. How concerned are you that America is becoming a police state? Democrats, 67%. Independents, 72%. Republicans, 76%. All voters, 72% are concerned that we're becoming a police state, and rightly so. So I think that here is an issue that is important and should be one of the main issues of the 2024 election. Kenny, that is all the time we have for uh, for this half. Thank you for being on the show, and thank you for all the work that you do to keep us thank from being a police state and keep America great, free, and prosperous. And as always, tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite, i.e. Radio. AM 590, the answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.